imagine you're working for the luxury goods establishment Louis Vuitton. You're a marketing analyst and are in charge of understanding customer behavior and coming up with directives for marketing teams based on your findings. You decide to start with a simple customer behavior analysis in one of your retail locations. After observing customers for a day, you decide to classify customer behavior into those who come in to visit and those who come in to visit and make a purchase. You also notice some come to make a return, but for the sake of simplicity, decide to consider this also a visit. Great. You have now laid out the two possible outcomes for this retail location in the category of visit versus the category of visit plus purchase. Since you have pretty low foot traffic, it's easy to note how many customers come into the store and make a purchase versus how many just come in to make a visit. This can be done much more easily online with the right cookie tracking as conversions are very commonly measured for different websites. But let's say it's a Friday and you count 50 visitors to your store, 20 of whom made a purchase. The probability of making a purchase when, they, when a customer walks in is 20 divided by 50, or 40%. You would want to repeat this on many days to account for seasonality and variability, as there are many factors that may impact a particular day's probability, such as weather, the schedule that your customer base follows, and other external factors like road closures, scaffolding that might restrict store visibility, competitive advertising, or even a damning tweet from one of the Kardashians. So now you know the probability of a visitor making a purchase at one of your Louis Vuitton retail locations. It's time to measure other stores and compare. Are there any stores that are doing exceptionally? How about very poorly? Overloaded with visitors, window shopping, but very few making purchases. Perhaps it's time to reconsider those low-performing locations, as the market may not be willing or able to purchase the high-end luxury goods you carry. Perhaps there are external factors that are limiting high-purchase intent customers, like targeted ads by competitors, like Gucci, who might have a sign right outside your store that says, higher class items available at Gucci. This could be devastating to your business if it regularly attracts customers who would have otherwise purchased at your store. We can transpose all of this logic onto paid search advertising. Say you have a URL you're driving to, Louis Vuitton Men's Wallets. When a customer visits your Louis Vuitton Men's Wallets page, you have calculated that you have an 8% chance of making a purchase. However, you have computed the global average on your entire website to be a 12% chance of purchase. That's 50% higher. It's time to drill into why this may be the case. You look into Google AdWords and find out that the search term men's luxury wallets is highly competitive. Gucci, Tumi, Burberry, and a variety of boutique European manufacturers are all bidding on luxury men's wallets as well. You know this because the average bid price on Google is higher than other search terms at $5 per click versus your average of $3.50.
your quality score is very high. So you know this likely has to do with other competitors bidding very highly to make sure they are getting clicks on their ads. We know this is a very inefficient piece of your business. It is extremely competitive and other competitors are eating up your market share by outbidding you and stealing high probability to convert customers, thus sending lower probability to convert customers your way. So now you can say with a relative degree of certainty that you have diagnosed the problem. This is a critical piece of marketing analytics, as if you do not understand the environment around the behavior you are recording, it is nearly impossible to diagnose issues and maximize your marketing efforts. So you know that your men's wallets page has a 50% lower likelihood to purchase for a given visit than your average for your whole website. This is also known as your conversion rate. You have diagnosed a main reason for the lower likelihood to purchase to be that other competitors are bidding aggressively on the terms luxury men's wallets and stealing away your high probability to convert customers who are the ones searching for luxury men's wallets. You have a couple of choices here. You can decide that it's not worth it to keep this piece of business alive because it's very inefficient, does not sell a decent enough rate to keep in the portfolio, and takes up valuable retail space in the store that can be used to sell other goods that have a higher likelihood of being sold. You can also adjust your bid to outbid your competitors more often and steal back the customers that are being driven away. In physical terms, this would look like painting over the Gucci sign outside your store by saying classier products than Gucci could ever dream of. This would certainly negate the effects that Gucci might have had in driving customers away from your store. The third option would be to increase your relevancy for customers through SEO, hiring an expert to optimize your metadata, affiliated links, copy on the page, and other relevancy tweaks that could increase your quality score even more and have you win more bids without increasing your auction bid ceiling. However, for a store as established as Louis Vuitton, your best bet is probably number two, increasing your bid price making sure it does not impact net profitability as a 20 to 30% increase in bid price could mean tens of thousands of dollars per week, depending on the number of clicks and the reaction of your competitors as they begin to notice more clicks lost to their now too low to win bids on luxury men's wallet searches in Google. Now we've gone through the basics of conversion rates or basic probability. Let's dive in a little bit deeper, but use the same example. So you have customers who buy men's wallets, and you wanna see if that makes them any more likely to buy a second product. The logic here is that once you get a customer in the door with a relatively inexpensive product, they will turn to the brand once again when they're looking for another luxury product for themselves or as a gift. In order to do this, you need to figure out two new probabilities. The probability that a customer will make a second purchase given a first purchase of any product, and the probability that the customer will make a purchase given a purchase of a men's wallet, specifically. We can calculate the first probability of general likelihood of a customer making a second purchase 
given they have made a first purchase of any product, by counting the total number of customers who have made two or more distinct purchases, perhaps with the restriction that it must be on multiple days, and dividing by the total number of customers who have made at least one purchase. Let's say for the sake of simplicity that you had 100 total customers who have made at least one purchase and 30 customers who have made more than one purchase. The likelihood that a customer will make a second purchase given that they have made a first purchase is 30%. Now let's find the same probability with respect to men's leather wallets. Let's say again for the sake of simplicity that we had 75 customers who purchased a men's leather wallet as their first purchase, and 25 that went on to make a second purchase. This would be a 33.3% likelihood, which is a 3.3% higher likelihood to make a second purchase given that a men's leather wallet was purchased first. We have now essentially found an entry product. Apple is a great example of this. Once you get an iPhone, you're very likely to buy a case, a charger, a battery pack, iCloud storage, perhaps an Apple Watch, and eventually buy into the entire Apple ecosystem. This all can be modeled with conditional probability and is the reason you might see iPhones being released with such great deals nowadays, especially with the lower end models. It's no longer about the phone, but the peripheries the accessories, online storage with extremely high margins, propensity to buy other high margin products like iPads, the all hailed iPad case clocking in at a very profitable $300, and even the iPad pencil at $120. You might not be so compelled to buy these products as an Android user, as one of the biggest benefits is the omnipresence of your photos, text messages, emails, web pages, and others. So bringing it back to the beginning, we started by finding the probability that a customer would make a purchase in a given retail location, but we're actually able to extend the same logic to figure out the conditional probability that a customer will make a second purchase given that they bought a men's leather wallet. And since this leather good was a strong candidate for an entry product, meaning it carried a greater likelihood of a second purchase, it would be absolutely justified to bid more money for these customer searches for luxury men's wallets online. After all, it's not just about the immediate sale, but how the sale impacts a customer's behavior in the future. And that's a key aspect of marketing analytics. If you like this episode or any others, please share this with your friends. I'm going to be posting these podcasts weekly and would love your feedback. Visit Marketing Times Analytics on LinkedIn or direct message me to let me know how you're feeling about it. And if you have any questions, never hesitate to reach out. This has been Marketing Times Analytics. Have a great day.